0: Hey, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Being Trans. Um, Today we're going to talk a little bit about belief. And I've talked about it in the past as far as you're never going to change someone's belief. You physically cannot. (sighs) You can offer them hope. You can offer them change. Whether or not they take it, is solely up to them. It really really is. Um and whether or not they they want it is another thing in, entirely different to them taking it. Um because there there is a, lo- a lot of um there's a lot of facets to change like a diamond. Okay? Because change has to be wanted, needed, or desired. Okay, if a person doesn't want to change, you're never going to change them. If they want change as far as um, they want to change, but they don't know how to change, you still can't force them to change. You can give it to them the, the way to change. But they still have that issue that they have to do it themselves. You can't do it for them. Um, It's like an alcoholic. You get to a point where you feel so horrible about what you've done. Not only to yourself, but to others. That you feel a need to stop. You feel that desire and that, that regret... But when someone says, hey, you know, if you come to this 12-step program, we're going to help you. We're going to be there for you. When it's the darkest times, you call us. When you feel like you want to go have a drink, you call us. Even if you're in a bar, call me. I'll come sit with you and we'll talk it out before you take that drink. They go that mile, um, and, and that that's important. Because it, it, you can't beat something that you're doing on your own. Um, it just – cold turkey is one of the hardest things in the world to ever do. And I've done it a number of times, and I've failed a number of times. And I finally reached out and got help myself, and that was the greatest thing in my life. And now I have a set of skills that I know that I can do other things to fight that desire. I haven't touched a drop of alcohol. Um, since 2000 and you know, that's, that's a lot of years. I mean, we're coming up on my 20 year mark and I'm proud of myself. I'm really proud of myself because I was a closet drinker and that's not a good thing. That's really not a good thing. So when you look at this stuff and you, you make a choice, of what you're going to do. Change has to be wanted. By that person. You can't force it. Now when I say desire. If a person has desire to change. Alright. Real desire to change. That's when you wake up that morning. And you go. I don't like what I see in the mirror. I don't like what I'm doing. I don't like who I've become. This needs to stop. This needs to change. And you start feeling that deep, burning desire to just stop doing what you've done. There is an element of change in that. And you are now seeking that change. And if someone presents you the tools, you might do it. But... If you're the person giving that person who desires change the tools, you still can't force them. Um, then there's need. Sometimes things need to change. Sometimes people need to change, but you still can't force it. Um, and sometimes you could have all three of those elements and still not get a person to change. And then you have other mitigating circumstances like a person's physically not able to change. Um, and that's really difficult um, because they may want to change, they may have the complete desire to change, but they are just physically unable to change. Um, And when I look at all of the possibilities, all of the issues that surround being trans, it is about change. It's about change on so many levels for so many people. We ask people, left, right, and center, to be different, to be new. And it's hard. It really, really is hard. People ask us not to change. Don't be trans. And it's like telling a redhead to stop being red. You, 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 you can't do it. It just isn't going to work. It's like... And it's not like the person who's drinking. Please stop drinking. No, that that's a totally different issue. Um... Because you can make a choice around drinking, where you cannot make a choice around what's going on in a physical person's body. You cannot change the genetic makeup of someone, okay? And, and this is the reality to every trans person out there. You cannot change your physical makeup as far as genetics go we we've all sat there and we've all sat at the foot of a bed or in our room or in a closet or somewhere wishing that there was a higher power who actually gave a flying fuck who actually could solve the problem and i know that there's a lot of people out there who say oh but if you pray believe me i had worn knees okay There's the house we used to live in, there was a spot that I know that I prayed over a very long time. And that never changed anything. The want, the need was there. But the ability to change was not. There was no magic figure that was going to come down and go, Wow, you're really suffering there. How about uh, I help you out? You know, if that magic would have done it, I would have taken it. Back then, I would have taken it to be either or. I would have taken the opportunity to say the chaos, the confusion, the hatred for my own body would have been magically wiped away. I would have taken it. If that meant that that would have realigned my mind with a new body that I've always wanted. And always desired to have been. I would have taken it. So you see, I would have done anything other than being confused. Confused. Because that is a nightmare to be around. It's horrible to have to deal with. And I don't think that a lot of people understand what it's like being trans. And there's really no way to try and explain it other than alcohol. And we'll, and, I'll, and I'll do my best. Um, we've all seen the tests where we tried to show people the... Um, the quality of driving while intoxicated. We've seen that a course has been laid out in a secure area. Somebody starts drinking, and they measure it out. And each time they go through the course, it's getting worse, but the person is trying and trying and trying. They're thinking in their mind, I can do this, I can do this, I can do this, I can do this, and their body is just not physically able to do it. And that chaos and confusion isn't there. They're laughing about it because they don't see the chaos that's going on in it. And they think it's funny. You know, they're having a good laugh about it. But the difference is there's no chaos involved because the alcohol numbs that part. And I think that if someone took that level and took that understanding and also looked at people who have – disabilities their mind works perfectly well but their body can't do it and that anger that exists between the mind and the body is there it's not a choice that you wake up one day and go holy shit i want to top my dick off or holy shit add a dick to me i have a lot of joke about that sorry trans men i really do It's, it's, it's really not nice, but it, it, and I love you very much for who you are. Um, and I'm not going to tell the joke, so, because it's my own personal joke, but when you look at this whole thing, each and every one of us have this same experience every trans person i don't care if you're a trans man or a trans woman you still have the same experience you would have taken something that would have done that um and as we grow up people go oh well no i wouldn't have no 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 i think you're fooling yourself i really do i i sincerely think you're fooling yourself if you go back to that kid Who was in that confusion. Who was sitting there trying to figure out. Oh my god why am I like this. Oh why does everybody hate me. I haven't done anything wrong. To be hated. That. Would have been taken. In a heartbeat. When you're lying down on the ground. In the fetal position while being kicked. By several people. That would have been so much better. So many things would have been better if that snap would have happened for each and every one of us. It's not possible. Why? Because there's nobody who's going to come down from the sky and snap his fingers. There's no amount of prayer. There's no amount of fasting. There's no amount of beating yourself up with a whip to flog yourself into submission. That's going to solve it. The the feelings are still always going to be there. The desire is still always going to be there. but the tools just aren't. Transition is a magical, magical moment. It's not a... It it can't be a... But it is a series of... events. But in the end, your biology still stays the same. You can change the way it looks. You can change the way people react to the way it looks. You can change a lot around it. But biology is still biology. No magic snap from God is going to fix it, and that's hard. That's really hard to deal with. And what I'm going to talk about today is a little bit more on learning to accept some changes. Now, you might think this is this is something that um, is quite difficult to comprehend but we do need to learn to accept it and that being that a lot of the times what we hear we're not ready for we look at that mirror and this is this is me talking okay and this is what i've seen a lot of and read a lot about And this also goes to those who detransition or who regret transitioning. When you look in that mirror and that little scared child still sits there, still hating what it sees in the mirror. No amount of transition can fix that. Because we never can really get to where we are 100% happy. And I think that we punish ourselves not realizing that we are actually victims of something more insidious than our own minds. We're surrounded by magazines. We're surrounded by the desire to be Something that we're not. We are surrounded by looking at beautiful women and wishing we were that beautiful. But we're not. And when we look in the mirror, we see it and we go, I'm not that beautiful. And even if we looked in the man's mirror, okay, so I'm going to flip it and call it a man's and a woman's mirror. We're not that handsome. We sit in the middle once again. And that's very difficult to ride that fence. Because eventually you've got to fall off. But we never fall off. Weebles wobble, but they don't fall down kind of thing. And I, I, I struggle. Okay? If I take the time, and I really do take the time, to put makeup on, I feel really good about myself. I feel good about the way I look, the way I feel. Um, I finally look in the mirror and say, okay, I look good. It doesn't solve all the problems. It isn't perfect. I mean, I, I knew I looked good. I Today I, I had an appointment with a lovely friend who used to um, – used to work with me on therapy, and then she stopped being a therapist, but we continued to be friends. Uh, Well, we sparked a friendship away from her being a therapist because I had stopped seeing her. And that's a whole other story in how that took place. And it wasn't her fault, and it wasn't my fault. It was a choice that I made. By out due to outsider sources, um, pressuring me and twisting things around me, and it was very abusive, of how it took place. But over the years, we sparked up a friendship, and I and rekindled it about four years ago, and it has remained a wonderful friendship, and I extremely am blessed. To have this individual as a friend now. And one of the most powerful things I have ever, ever had said to me is, oh my gosh, you look so beautiful today. It's still hard to take it because when I look in that mirror. I still see the chaos. I still see the conflictions, the afflictions, the the pain, the, the nightmare that comes with being trans. There's a desire to change. There really is. There is a desire to be something that I'm not. There is a desire to want that magic snap. Fix me. Make me whole. But there's no guy who's going to come out of the sky and do it for me. So I have been working diligently to try and fix it myself. It's not easy being cheesy. Um, <laughs> it's not easy being trans. It really isn't. Um, and it's not easy having desire to look and feel okay with whom I am. I watched this lovely, gorgeous person tell me that I was so beautiful today and looked so fantastic. And I was slumming it. I'll tell you, I was slumming it. I have a shirt that I absolutely love. It's from Rage Against the Machine. Um, and I just love this shirt. It's 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 a comfy shirt, and it's my rockin' shirt. If I want to look like my rockin' self like I'd love to be, I wear this shirt. And I was feeling it today. I, had a, I have some jeans that I love. You know, I got all niced up, did my makeup, and away I went on my day. And we had brunch, and it was so lovely. And she said so many nice things to me. And we, we just had so much of a wonderful friendship moment. And when we parted ways, I walked down and I, I was doing well. I was doing very well. Um, and there are moments when looks from certain people can make you question what you're seeing in your mind's eye. I was on cloud nine. I was like, yeah, baby, I have hit what I needed to do. Even when I was doing my makeup in the morning, I saw the transition. I went, wow, I look good. I'm proud of myself. I look really good. And that that says something to your emotional um, level. When you can look in the mirror and say, you look nice today. Because that's self-affirming, that's self-reassuring, that, that, that is that fibrous link between the body and the mind. And a lot of times when we're trans, we don't do that for ourselves. We don't sit there and say, you're looking really good today. I'm so proud of you. And it's very difficult To face that. It really can be. But as my day progressed. And I was. I've been enjoying. The bus. I really have. It's nice to relax. And not. You know. Have to drive. Not to have to look for parking. Oh my gosh. That's such a divine thing. It's a little inconvenience here and there. It does cost money. But also, you know, hey, driving a car costs money. Believe me, it costs a lot of me when you're looking at the Ford. Um, and I've been debating. You know, I still haven't heard from the insurance company. They did say that they want to take my car to have it inspected. But uh, I'm looking at it going, well, if that's going to trigger that $1,000 issue, I really do Don't want to pay the deductible of a thousand dollar car and then get told, well, it can't be fixed. So I'm still having that, or it can be fixed, but there's a thousand dollars you got to pay for it. Well, you know what? I can take that thousand dollars and I can do so much more with it. So much more. And let's say they take the car and they say, well, you know, uh, there's a thousand dollars deductible. But we can't do anything with it. Um, we're not going to uh, we're not going to do it. And you know, you get a bill for a thousand dollars for them telling you they're not gonna do anything with it. Well at the same time you just kinda of go, yeah, I'm not gonna do it. Is my car worth a thousand dollars? Yeah it's not worth a thousand dollars. It's a two thousand four. Oh, we we sidetracked. But like I said, when you when you get into these things, your day can be changed and it started out really bad i broke a nail and oh my gosh does my thumb hurt so bad right now and that was while i was getting off the bus i broke a nail and i was like oh. (laughs) so and this is a natural thing that happens to women they break nails guys we don't normally they don't normally break nails um Or if they do, they never talk about it. Um, Or they just go, yeah, I broke it out. (laughs) No, me. Uh -uh. Oh, I have had lovely nails and one just snapped right off, right at the quick. Uh, And it was perfect. And it was like, man, that hurts so much. And I had to. I, had to, I didn't have any Band-Aids in my bag, so I was holding a tissue over it to keep the blood from dripping as I'm walking down the street. And I, walked him, I, I did some window shopping um, because it's coming up. We're, we're in August, and that means we've got four months for christmas so you have to start looking and making sure that all your presents are in order so you don't have to do the stupid christmas rush which i can't stand i hate christmas rushes and i also have a child who's coming up on a birthday so very proud of my daughter and you look at all this stuff and you've got to um You've got to come to a prepared state, and I'm not there yet. So um, I, I've got some ideas. But like I said, when we come to this whole idea, this whole pattern of choice, you need to start listening to some of the positive voices, some of the, some of the negative ones that we have in our own mind. And we're going to take a break on that note. And when we come back, we're going to go a little bit deeper into looking at listening to the positive voices and the change that is taking place in our bodies um, and in our minds. So take a break, grab a drink. I'm going to get a new drink uh, and let's move on from there. Hey, just a friendly reminder, my blogs, my podcasts, my books, everything I do is supported by you. If you could do me a kind favor, for as low as $3 a month, go to patreon.com forward slash Alina Robbins and... Give me a little bit of sponsorship. I would really be very grateful. It also allows me to make sure that I can continue to bring you interesting content and continue to keep up information on the blog that helps people. And it also allows me to continue to help out on Kunara. Thank you so much for everything you do, and I hope to keep doing this for a very long time. Welcome back to the second half. Now, as we were talking, we are talking about change and talking about accepting. And sometimes it's the hardest thing to do. I have some wonderful girlfriends. I love them with all my heart who are brutally honest. And they're, they're, one of them, Bobby, I just can't say enough about, uh, has her challenges too. And but she's so wonderfully kind about saying the right things like, you know, if she bumps into you, she'll go, whoa, hey, wow. Did you do your makeup today? No. You need to. (laughs) And so when you do it, she'll, you know, she'll go, oh, my gosh, you look so much different with your makeup and I love you this way. She's not saying to myself that I look more masculine. She just thinks that I do a decent job at my makeup, that it enhances me. The same thing goes when we're talking about my friend, who I saw today. Or saw yesterday, actually. This is a new day. Um, And the way she reacted when she saw me. It was genuine love, and it was genuine compassion and friendship that existed in that quick view and she said, "Oh my gosh, you look so beautiful." You really do. And I love your hair. Okay, for those who don't know me, I have learned and I really have that there are two types of women out there. Those who have curly hair and those who don't. Those who don't have curly hair want the curly hair and those who don't have who have curly hair want the straight hair. There's never this magical uh existence where it sits in the middle and and if I'm wrong yeah yeah, then I'm wrong and I'm okay with that too Um, but my friend she has this lovely gorgeous beautiful stray hair oh my gosh I would kill for that stray hair she looks at my hair she's like I've got to touch it I'm thinking I've got product in my hair Don't touch my hair. It's perfect. And so she's like, oh, my gosh, it's so soft. It feels so beautiful. Oh, I love the curls. I wish I was as lucky as you. Did you hear that right there? The magic little quick phrase. That phrase. I wish I had it. You're so lucky. But meanwhile I'm sinking I'm sinking I am thinking the same thing about her hair. Oh my gosh, I love your hair. I wish I had that straight hair. And I don't I have curly hair. And I come out of the shower and I don't do a thing to my hair. It just goes boing Um and I'll put a little bit of product with it and that's the end of it. There's you know, if I want to I can straighten it. That hurts, but it I like having it straightened, um, just because it's it's kind of nice to have straight hair. Um, but the curly hair for me is easier to work with, <laughs> and um, I love it. It's it's, but it was it, it, when you look at it and you think, "Oh God, I hate my hair today." You wake up and it looks like I stuck my finger in a light bulb socket. Because it's hit frizz stage. Um, You just want to go into the shower and run water under it and put some conditioner back on it to calm it down. And uh, yeah, it's that magical feeling. Learning to accept not only what your friends say about you, but learning to internalize that is very important in being trans because you have to learn to say, I'm looking at the person in the mirror and I'm okay with that person in the mirror. Okay. Because when there, there's two ways to look in a mirror. You can look in the mirror and say, okay, yeah, I look really good. Done. I'm out. Then there's a way to look in the mirror and use it as a, um, Ability to reflect upon what's going on with whom we are. And. When I reflect on that person in the mirror. I am a very good parent. And I'm very pleased with how I do things. Yes, we're not rich. We are not well off at all. Um, I eat Patreon, please. Um. But we scrape by and we do okay. Yeah, we live in a rental unit, don't have our own house. But I've kind of decided that I'm okay with renting. I don't want to have a house. And some people go, Why would you do that? You never you're throwing money after money and never have anything to do with it. I've had houses and the stress is still the same isn't any different, except that if something breaks down in my house, I call a number and somebody comes fixes it. So, you know, there, there's pluses and minuses to the whole thing, no matter which way you look at it. Um, one of the things that I also have to stress is that we, uh, you know, our car died. and That's OK. I'm fine with that. One of the things that my friend said yesterday was, you look so beautiful. You look so happy. And I'm thinking to myself, I look like a Darrow. I've got a grungy shirt on. It's not even a very nice top. Uh, that I just bought a very nice top. Um, and, you know, I have a lot of nice clothes. I am just slumming it today because I just wanted to look like a rockin' chick. And that's okay. I felt really good with that, and I felt happy with that. I even loved all my choices right down to my shoes today. And now think about that. When you can say I loved everything right down to my shoes, you really have set off something that you're okay with. But then to have your friends say, wow, your makeup looks fantastic. You've done a wonderful job today. You look absolutely stunning. You walk away going, wow, that's positive affirmation from somebody that's not me. From somebody that I really, really trust. From somebody that, dare say, I love her for being her. I I love her as a wonderful friend. And without her in my life as a friend, my life would be less than what it is. That's when you know you have a good person. When you – like I have a brother from another mother that I talk about every so often. And they lived down here in Tassie and they moved back up to uh, Queensland. I honestly, honestly feel a loss. They're not in my life as much as I'd like them to be in my life um, because they have a new life back up in Brisbane, and that happens when people move. I had hoped that there was always going to be that bond of friendship that was going to be here around me, but they've gone back up, um, and I'm okay with that. I, I've, it is a huge sense of loss. But I can survive that. My daughter, who's twenty-six, whom I really, really cherish and really love, and think she's she's the Bees knees. Really, she is. She's an amazing woman. Focuses more on her life now than um, than on the family, and that's okay. That that really is. A loss in itself as well. And it's kind of sad. But what's sad is when you can't look at yourself in the mirror and say, I love you. For whom you are. And when you get that moment, that positive affirmation from a friend who says, you know, you look really good today. Or, "Who, I love that perfume on you. Or, hey, wow, your top is amazing. It changes the way you think about who you are. It changes the way you think about what you do. And that is very important. Because that's positive information coming in. That you need to soak up. You need to pour it into who you are. And these are changes that are very difficult for us as trans individuals to accept. Because this means that. We are reaching that goal. And I don't care if it – it would be different for a trans child um, or the trans youth because if they have parents that have actually listened from the moment they said A plus B doesn't equal C, that allows them to begin their transition early enough. To never have the voices of doubt that so many of us who are older trans people have had to live with. That has them stepping off the fence on the side that works for their mind, not riding that fence for so many years. And stepping off the fence and saying, Yeah, you know, I'm okay. We're still holding on to the fence. Because that fence is the middle ground that is being trans. We can't change that fence. Men see their field on one side. Women see their field on the other side. Trans people, we see this fence and we walk it. We may walk it on the men's side. We may walk it on the women's side. Or we may just simply walk the fence on top of it fighting a battle that is so hard and so difficult. It has nothing to do with how your mental view is. It has everything to do with how you perceive your physical being. And that is, dare I say, a spiritual issue um, and not a mental issue. Because we all have something inside of us. Whether or not you are religious, whether or not you believe in a god, there is a consciousness to each and every one of us that we have self-awareness. And that to me is a spiritual thing. Um, And that to me is a wonderful event. And that's important. So when we come to these changes and we start hearing all the people saying, you look good, make a mental note of that. Put it into your bucket of happiness. When the dark times come, you can reflect and say, you know what? I don't look that bad. My friends have always told me I look really nice. This is something that everybody needs to do. You don't just have to be trans. To, to, to get this and to soak it up and say, yeah, I'm going to shower myself with this happiness. If, if, if someone says you look good in a certain type of clothing, okay, go back to that store. Maybe buy something that's a little bit different than what you're wearing that they said has, has really looked good on you. Buy something that's a little different. Okay, but still looks good on you. If that makes any sense. What I'm telling you to do is to accentuate or focus on the positives. The positives being that, hey, you look good in those jeans. Wow, nothing wrong with getting a second pair. Or, hey, you know that top you wore with the red Red really looks good on you. Okay. She said red looks good on you. But that does not mean that you need to go out and buy every piece of clothing that is a top to be red. That does mean that red has a positive impact on who you are. So red can be in the clothing. So in other words, if you have a patent top, have some red in that. Don't be afraid to even put some red lipstick on. Red is a very powerful color. It, it's not weak. It, it has passion to it. It has connection to it. It has a lot to it and a lot going for it. A lot of people want to say it's, it's an angry color because it can be an angry color. Too much red can produce, uh, not hormones, uh, can produce, uh, it can produce that feeling of overwhelming emotional response to things. And I've seen it. When we had the house in Westbury, which we still have, and unfortunately it still isn't done, um... And I'm waiting to hear back from my attorney on it. Um, We had at one time this bench that was built for us. And it was okay. It wasn't the perfect bench. It wasn't everything we wanted. But it was what we needed. And it was big. And it used to be tan. And then one day I came home and my ex-partner had decided... To paint the freaking thing red. My ex-partner has an issue with colors. They don't always make sense. They just... She feels this color and then... Blop! Something turns colored. And it is enough to infuriate you. And so there you are facing this color. That is in your face. It is... Right out of some nightmarish creation. And it was red. And there's nothing else in the house that was red to that level of intensity. And we're not talking a small kitchen bench. We're talking a very large kitchen bench. And you had this beautiful um, uh, Tasmanian um, oak top on it but down below was bright friggin' red and it, it wasn't like it was a soft gentle red it was like Da-da! and so the next thing that got put on the countertop was a red um mixer and that stood out like you know you had this wonderful taz oak which in its own self is when we put the um the The varnish over the top of it, it looked fantastic, and it soaked it up and gave it almost a red hue. So there was enough red into that wood. Then to have the bottom red, and then to start having utensils that are red, oh my gosh, it was like you walked in the house and your eyes went straight to the kitchen top. It was a a distraction more than it was anything else, and it was something extremely negative. And it produced negative feelings because it wasn't a matter of the moment I walked in, I went, eh. It was a matter of I walked in, I went, eh, I hate that thing. <laughs> and even to this day, I still hated it. Um, and then when we finally, years later, got it replaced, it's like, wow, I like it a lot better. Um, one of the beautiful things that um, – I'm trying to say here is that learning to accept what you're not normally willing to accept, because people giving you positive impacts, we need to start pulling that into ourselves. Because the more you accept that beautiful in, that beautiful words, the beautiful thought process, the beautiful everything, as it's being internalized into us, we then start to grow from that. We then start to look and see ourselves in a different light. At first, I really didn't – I have an issue with hair. Don't like it. Body hair really triggers me. Body hair on people trigger me. (laughs) But long hair, I've started to really enjoy having long hair. And when my friend said, your hair looks so lovely. Oh, I wish I could have it. And she just kept touching it. God, it drove me crazy. Uh, But then she stopped and it was like, okay. She touched it a couple more times before we left. She just, you got to do something over here. Let me just fix this curl. Don't fix my curls. They can fix themselves. Watch, shake, 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 boing. You know, but when I walked away, I started thinking to myself, maybe I need to bring that into myself. Maybe I need to take the, the, the beauty that was that kind, loving friendship and those kind, gorgeous words, and dump it over myself and accept what it is. And the moment I did, I grabbed it, pulled it up, and threw it over myself. And I, I did it a couple more times. And I thought to myself, you know, I really, really feel good about what my friend said. As I waited for the bus, um, I, I just relaxed. And life was good. Because I had a wonderful time with a wonderful friend who changed something about the way I viewed what I was looking at. Now remember when we were talking about the first and I talked to you about change. You can't force someone to change. My friend could never tell me to accept what she is saying unless I wanted to accept it. My friend Bobby could never do it either. She could, she could not. You have to want that change, and then you have to look at that change, try that change, and then accept that change or deny that change. And that's what I did. I looked at the change that was being offered to me, which was a friend's caring, loving comments. Which I needed. I needed to hear that. And I needed to accept that into my body. And I needed to accept that into my own psyche and listen to it and say, you know what? I'm going to go look at that mirror. And that's what I did. I came home. I opened the door. I walked to the bathroom. I looked at myself and I went, I really do look nice. Something had changed. I was able to see what my friend was telling me was fact. It's not easy. It really isn't. I'll be honest. I, you know, so many years of hating what I saw in the mirror plays horrible things with your mind. And so you, you struggle at when people say you look nice. So what does that mean? Well, that means for the future, put some more makeup on, dress nicer, carry myself a little bit differently and just accept the way that I am. Change can happen when we're ready for it. Change can be given to people as far as suggestions, but you can never force them. So I hope you have a wonderful day. We're going to end this now. And take good care of yourself. If you're trans and you need someone to talk to, they're out there. If you're feeling down, make a phone call. Even if it's to a friend. But if a friend won't be able to help you, don't be afraid to call one of the helplines life, lifeline, crisis line, men's line, it doesn't matter. The idea is to make sure that you survive because you're worth it. You're worth every moment of every breath of every heartbeat that you exist. Because you do deserve an existence. No matter how many times some of these right wing nut jobs or these ...evangelists want to say you don't. I'm telling you now, you do. You're a good person. And if there is a higher power... ...he didn't create you by accident. He did not create you by accident. Life was given to you... ...by your parents... But your existence is solely up to you. If there's a higher power. He probably doesn't do much for you. But we'll find out someday. And maybe if we get up there. Maybe he'll go. Wow. You were a better person when you accepted. The challenge that was placed before you in being trans. You were a better person when you said, I'm okay with being a trans woman. Here you go.